Hello and welcome to the first episode in Series 3 of TechBull. Remember this is a regular technology bulletin podcast. Please don't expect anything else from the Bull abbreviation. Ha ha. Just in case you are a new listener, Series 1 of TechBull covered a variety of operating systems. Mostly Windows, but a bit of Android, Linux, Apple, etc. There was also a running theme of disaster recovery. I will be reviewing the episode soon, with a view to either updating or deleting if they are not current and relative. Series 2 was all about Linux from a Windows perspective, encouraging Windows users to try Linux by dipping their toes in the Linux waters. The series also took into account accessibility and how Linux compared with Windows in this regard. Yes, I am back after a long time. I nearly said a long rest, but I have been keeping busy. I left you at the back end of 2020 and Series 2 about to embark on a couple of video presentations using Zoom. Preparation went well and I resurrected a few skills using LibreOffice Impress rather than Microsoft PowerPoint. You may recall that much of Series 2 was about showing how Linux coped with accessibility and apps that worked just as well as apps on Windows. So of course my presentations had to use LibreOffice and naturally of course I showed just how Zoom can work in Linux including sharing the screen. That worked really well for some videos of various screens I had recorded using Kazam. My next project and the beginning of this series of TechBull at least is going to be about installing a solid state drive to my trusty Lenovo T410 laptop. Whilst I've been aware, I had yet another birthday and I bought myself an SSD and installed it in another T410 but as Windows 10. I've been quite impressed with it to a point where I can no longer I'm no longer frustrated by the low slow speed of Windows updates. I also figured that if an SSD can do so much for Windows, imagine what it could do for Linux. Now, the approach I'm going to take with this installation of the SSD and the installation of Linux is going to differ quite a lot from the method I used with Windows. When I installed the SSD on the Windows laptop, I was very lucky in some respects that it had no data stored on it. But even if it had, it would have made little difference. I had narrowed down my choice of SSD to a crucial BX500 240GB, probably much bigger than my foreseeable needs, but there again, my foresight has never been brilliant. The SSD comes with instructions which point to a website where you can download True Image. This software clones your disk, but you do need a facility to have both the old SATA drive and the new SSD. I have a USB SATA enclosure, 
So I was able to pop the new SSD disk in there. Once True Image was installed on the old SATA drive and the SSD attached via a USB cable, True Image was run and it went to work cloning Windows onto the SSD in the enclosure. Took a bit of time, but once done, it was just a matter of taking out the SSD from its enclosure and replacing the old SATA drive with it. Suffice to say, all was fine. Now, this Lenovo T410 is so old, it does not have any UEFI architecture involved. If it had, I don't expect the operation would have been any different and everything would have gone just as smoothly. My approach for repeating the process for my Linux machine is going to be different. As I type, I'm awaiting delivery of my new SSD. Once more, I have chosen the crucial BX500 240GB. It's gone up about a pound in the space of a few months. Not a lot I know, but all the pundits have been saying for some time that prices should start to drop. As it's going to be housed in my go-to everyday machine, this time the 240GB is about right. This time though, I do have data to worry about. Now, with Linux, it's just as feasible as it is with Windows to clone my existing disk. However, as far as I can see, Crucial do not provide a Linux equivalent of True Image. Normally, that would not matter, as there is a Linux utility called Clonezilla that would do the job along with a few other alternatives. Like every other major undertaking of this nature, of course, you should always have a few copies of your data ferreted away in places just in case. Regular podcast listeners may have heard me mention an old desktop computer I have. Long story short, it has a 500GB IDE disk installed in it and it now runs Linux Mint 32-bit 19.01. In effect, it acts as a file server and I have now copied most of my data from the Lenovo laptop across to it. I did this wirelessly via my router and on a good day managed around 4 megabytes per second but on a bad day it was down to 320 kilobits per second. On some days I found it impossible to even get the two devices connected. Networks are not my forte, never have been. I learnt my art in an era when networks were for mainframes and personal computers were just that, personal computers, not intended for data sharing on a network. Any sharing in the old days was by floppy disk transfer. So when the wireless network plays up, my solution is to switch devices off and the router and start again. Usually does the trick. By the way, the setting up of sharing folders in Linux could not be much easier, at least in Ubuntu-based distros. 
On my laptop, running Ubuntu and using Nautilus as the file manager is just a job of right-clicking the folder you wish to share, picking out the local network share tab, and I then click all the boxes and create share. You may get a dialog box asking whether you want to change all the file permissions within the folder. I always say yes, which means not only can I do file transfers, but I can also edit a file that sits on the other device. On the Linux Mint desktop running Nemo as the file manager, it is very much the same process. So why am I telling you all this? Well, because my intention with this particular Linux T410 is to reinstall completely Linux rather than do a, a clone of the old disk. So that's why I've had to do all my data transfer across to a safe place. Of course, I've got copies in the cloud and other places as well. So all of that takes time. Anyway, the next episode in Series 3 will go into a little more detail of installing the SSD in my Lenovo T410 and the lessons I learned along the way. Remember, if you're either disabled or elderly, you can ring AbilityNet, a UK charity who can make visits to your home if necessary or ring you to help you. Their free phone telephone number is 0800 048 7642. Their email address is enquiries at abilitynet.org.uk and their web address is www.abilitynet.org.uk and it's all free of charge. You may also find in the area where you live a friendly computer club with people who are willing to help. Talk to your local council. Stay safe.